If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 48 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, May 24th, 2020. Now let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, as well as Grunt Talks MLB. First up, as always, Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms at Team Left Jab, and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it, the list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content and go to their podcast section to see where they feature Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow the man behind the website, Darren on Twitter at YankeesReport28. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. Yankees. And also before we get going today, guys, and I'll be doing this at the end of today's episode too, as well as at the beginning and end of next week's episode, and I'll continue posting reminders about it on social media too, but don't forget what I announced at the end of last week's episode, and that is that in honor of episode 50 of Yapping Yankees approaching in just two weeks, I decided a little over a week ago that I'd do something fun for both myself and all of you, my awesome supporters and listeners. I'll be going live on Instagram on Friday, June 5th, two days before episode 50 of Yapping Yankees at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern to host a live Q&A with you guys. So if you don't follow me already on there, which if you're not, then what are you waiting for? But if you aren't, you can follow me on Instagram at MikeScuds97, M-I-K-E-S-C-U-D-S 97. But we're going to have lots of fun and we'll be talking about whatever in the world it is that you want. It'll be a free-for-all Q&A. It'll be a lot of fun. We can talk about anything Yankees, baseball in general, any of the other sports, football, hockey, basketball, other interests of mine outside of sports, like maybe Star Wars or Marvel, I don't know, anything. All in honor of episode 50 of Yapping Yankees approaching. And who knows, maybe I'll make somewhat of a regular habit out of it, depending on how this one goes on June 5th. But bottom line, it should be a blast. Again, if you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at MikeScuds97. The live stream will again be Friday. June 5th at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern on Instagram as sort of a pre-celebration, if you will, for episode 50 of Yapping Yankees. And then episode 50 of Yapping Yankees will be two days after that on Sunday the 7th. So be there, come on down, have some fun, and have a few laughs. It's going to be a really good time, guys. But in any event, though, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Why do I say that? Well, because regardless of what's happening in life, whether many aspects of your life remain stagnant where you live thanks to the coronavirus, or if you live in areas where things are starting back up again slowly but surely, time stops for nothing and no one. It continues on. The clock keeps ticking. The days, weeks, and months continue to pass. 
It may feel like time stops at times, but it doesn't. One of the many things that makes the concept of time both complicated and difficult to face. I know that was deep, right? <laughs> I feel like a philosopher now, but it's the truth. And that holds true for the MLB and the Players Association in their negotiations too. Time is a ticking if they want to get started when they'd like, which as we know from when we spoke last week, would be around mid-June for spring training too, with the date June 10th thrown around, and with around the 4th of July or the first week of July in general being rumored for a starting point of this unique regular season. See, there was a point of me getting all philosophical on you. I'm relating it to baseball. But to pick up the mood a bit, though, and transition out of our philosophical phase, I do hope you've still been doing well since we last spoke last Sunday. Got another good episode ahead of you today. We'll start with the poll as we always do, which will have to do with the revised MLB economic proposal that'll be proposed in two days on Tuesday in a continued effort to get baseball started again. Then I'll run some good news about James Paxton by you, along with what some other Yankees have continued to do throughout all of this that haven't been talked about much since all of this started, and we'll run through some more of the patience testing reports that have come out throughout the past week about the league and the players' union, and I say patience testing because it's been just so tiresome to follow and talk about, and I know a lot of you feel the same way about the very public dispute between the two sides, but I do a podcast, you know? I gotta talk about these things, regardless of how exhausting the subject is. And I do recommend you listen to last week's episode if you missed it, or if you want all the details about much of what's happened in this whole thing since the start of these negotiations, and you best believe it's a great deal of it from last week, because last week's episode was like an hour and 15 minutes, <laughs> and I thank all of you who listened to the whole thing so much, because that really really is some impressive dedication. I definitely don't intend on hitting that length today, but there's still plenty of fun to have and plenty of things to discuss. So what do you say we get started? Let's get into this week's poll. We'll start on Twitter as always, and this week's question is... Do you think that MLB's revised proposal that will be presented on Tuesday will help the owners and the players' union reach an agreement for baseball to start? And of course, reply with your thoughts below on the tweet of the poll for your shout-out here on the podcast. And your two choices of voting are firstly, yes, and then the second choice is no, they will never agree. And by a very narrow margin, again... Every time this question has seemed to be asked about the two sides coming to an agreement for baseball to come back these last few weeks, it seems like the choice of pessimism has come in a bit more since the beginning. In the beginning, it seemed like a lot of people were more optimistic about the sides agreeing and bringing baseball back, but in the last few weeks, it seems like people have taken the stance of not really seeing the two sides coming to an agreement because of their greed. Now, pessimism did not win here, but again, it barely loses by a very narrow margin because the choice of yes, that this new revised proposal that will be coming out on Tuesday will help the two sides come to an agreement, according to the hundreds of you who voted, but 55% of you voted for yes, that it will help them reach an agreement, and 45% of you voted no, that they will never agree. So, pessimism did not win here, but again, it took a strong stance and barely lost in the poll. And honestly, Honestly, I feel like towards the start of all of this, people, again, were taking more of a stance of optimism. They were saying that they believe that baseball is going to come back and that the two sides, being the team owners and the players' union, would come to an understanding and a compromise and bring baseball back. And yeah, optimism still wins here by more people saying yes rather than no, that they will come to an agreement to come back. 
But again, just barely. The choice of yes, only one, 55% against 45%. So let's get everybody's thoughts in the replies and see what everybody's thinking. And I look forward to hearing everybody's thoughts because I remember that yesterday when this poll was about four hours into being posted, I think the results were exactly 50-50, which is pretty crazy. They were literally neck and neck. So let's hear what's on everybody's minds. First up, we got at Don Boney says, last week of June, we will have baseball. All right, so taking the stance of optimism and the last week of June, that's coming a little close if they do in fact want to start the regular season by the first week of July. The date that's been thrown around potentially for spring training too has more been the likes of June 10th or just sometime in mid-June in general. So I don't know, we're going to have to wait and see. Up next, we have my good friend at Laura underscore Icemont says, yes, I'm optimistic that both sides will reach an agreement. All right, so we got the first two replies that believe, yes, the two sides will reach an agreement and maybe the revised proposal that's set to be released on Tuesday or so reports say will make a difference. We can only hope. Up next, we have at Arizona underscore Ranger one, and he says, I think the players are greedy and I think that will derail any agreement. I hope I'm wrong. Well, with all due respect, I hope you're wrong too, but the fact of the matter is, and I spoke about this last week, if you want to hear my stance on which side I took more than the other on this issue, then be sure to listen back to last week's episode of Yapping Yankees. I don't want to go too in detail about things I've already spoken about and opinions I've already given that took a lot of time on last week's episode. But taking the middle of the road approach to this, I think there's been a sense of greediness on both sides. It's always complicated when it comes to money, especially in times like this when we're even only talking about this because of something that's been out of anybody's control. But hey, again, the point of the matter is, is that I think I sensed greediness on both sides at many points throughout this negotiation process, and I just hope they can figure it out, and I do hope you're wrong as well. And again, I say that kindly, that I hope you're wrong. (laughs) So that really is the first reply, saying that greediness is going to prevail here, and that both sides will never agree with one another. Let's keep on going with these replies. Up next, we have at VR Srinath says, In the larger interest, sides are going to come to an agreement. This is not going to impact all big-name stars, but let's not forget all pre-arbitration players who wouldn't earn much for all their effort. Well, yeah, and that was really the standpoint that I took when I partially took the player's side in all of this, although I primarily took a middle-of-the-road approach. If you listen back to last week's Yapping Yankees, you'll know that if I was forced to choose a side, you would know that I chose the player's side on this. And a major reason for my feeling that way really was for those who are still under the organization's control who weren't earning much money to begin with in the first place, especially compared to the top echelon stars in the game. But yeah, for the sake of people like the pre-arbitration players, that was why I tended to sympathize with guys like that more than anybody, and that's why I partially sided with the players if I were forced to choose a side in all of this. Again, if you want to hear all of my talk on this, listen back to last week's episode. It's all there. But your comment is fair, man, and I do hope the sides come to an agreement, even if it were just for the sake of the sport. We all know that both sides are going to be taking financial losses in this whole thing, and if they compromise and find a way that's best for everybody, I hope, like you, that they both come to an agreement. And hopefully guys like the pre-arbitration guys, as you mentioned, are looked out for. Because, again, they wouldn't earn much for their effort to begin with. Then up next, we had my other good friend at Official Stacy, and she says, I think both sides will do whatever it takes to make it happen because they both want it. Well, yeah, that's what reports the last couple of days have actually been saying about people saying both sides apparently realize that they can't stop baseball from coming back just because of money, and they do want the sport to come back. So if that is indeed the case, then yes, Stacy, you're right, because they both want it, and hopefully they want it enough to come to an agreement to bring it back. 
At BobbyTat631 says both sides will come to an agreement to get the season underway. I can't see them making things uglier with the next CBA around the corner. With that being said, I think neither side will be happy when all is said and done. Well, yeah, I think both sides are going to be taking losses financially regardless. I mean, going back to last week's episode, and I've also mentioned it briefly to start here, I think it's been established that regardless of what happens, whether they play or not, there are going to be financial losses everywhere. So yeah, I do agree that there will be some areas of the agreement that neither side is happy about, and they're both going to have to bite the bullet in some sense. But yeah, you're also right about the CBA, which for those of you who don't know, stands for Collective Bargaining Agreement. And every once in a while, the league has to come back and negotiate that for baseball to keep on going. Because the CBA maps out all compensation agreements, and you need that. That's why it's negotiated again every few years, and you're right. The next one is right around the corner. The CBA is the groundwork for all of that stuff. And who knows, if the team owners and the players have a bad relationship going forward because of all these negotiations that have had to take place because of everything going on, it could potentially affect the CBA negotiations going forward. I mean, there's no way to tell that. I'm no fortune teller. But who knows? If there are sour relationships in this whole thing going forward, then it could affect things and make things uglier for the next CBA discussion in the near future. And I hope it doesn't have an effect on that because the last thing we need in the next coming years is a strike. So please, no. (laughs) We do not need that. But again, here, another reply, this one being by Bobby, of course, again, at BobbyTat631, taking the stance of optimism. Let's continue on. Up next is at MountainGal456, my good friend Tina, and she says, I think with everything they've fed us in the media, it's the right move for them to somehow come to an agreement. If not, the fans will go ballistic, and I really don't think either side wants to see that happen. Well, definitely, and I even mentioned that possibility at the end of last week's episode about how I feel they absolutely cannot afford for the only thing separating us from baseball to be money. They just can't. They will lose a lot of fans if that happens out of pure frustration. I do believe that. I don't know how many of you believe that, but I do feel that way. They won't lose me because I can never stop watching baseball, but a lot of people out there will be frustrated, I feel, to the point that they will stop watching baseball because they will be disgusted that the only thing separating them from getting their game back in these horrible times is money. And the fans will feel that money is valued more than they are. And I know this because I have spoken to a lot of people who feel this way. So I agree, Tina, about what you said about the fans potentially going ballistic if there's no baseball just because of money. And there's been a lot in the media about all of these negotiations. You're definitely right about that. And hopefully at the end of it all, they do come to an agreement. I agree with you. See, we came to an agreement. <laughs> I'm trying here, guys. I just want them to come to an agreement. Up next, we have at C. Dixon 25 and he says, It's the right next step. MLB has spent weeks feeding the media as they wage a PR war, but I'm hopeful that a proposal finally being made will start moving things in the right direction. Well, Chris, it's tough to disagree with anything you said. I definitely think that this revised proposal is the next right step. And boy, did you put it well, too, about how public this fight has been. And I mentioned that earlier, and we're going to continue to mention it a whole lot later in the MLB news portion of episode 48 here on Yapping Yankees. But yes, it's all been just so out there and so public for everybody to see all the back and forth. And that's what's really made this whole process exhausting and tiresome to follow. But hey, if it has a good ending to it, and this does end up being the next right step, then that's all that matters, because that's what we're all in this to begin with in the first place, to get baseball back. 
at Peace Now for Life is up next, and she says, I say yes because at the end of the day, the players don't want to lose the entire season. They want to play. The owners want some revenue. I think they will all see it's important to get back on the field for what's left of the season. Well, I agree, and I do hope you're right. I definitely do think the players want to get back out there. I don't think that was ever really the dispute in this. It's just they haven't been able to agree on money just yet. That really seems to be the main point of dispute here. But I do hope that that desire to get back out there and play and the owner's desire for revenue, I just hope that both sides can compromise to where they can both agree on something and we can get this thing rolling here. And perhaps the revised proposal on Tuesday can offer that. Up next is at Laker 477 and he says, yes, it will. I refuse to believe that either side is willing to allow the season to be canceled over money. The repercussions of that happening would be devastating for the sport. Both sides need to suck it up and find a way to reach an agreement. Well, I, like you, really hope that they wouldn't allow something like money to be the only thing separating us from baseball this year, so I do hope you're right about that, about them coming to an agreement and us getting baseball back, not allowing money to be the only thing separating us from it. But I definitely do agree, as you heard before and in last week's episode, that there would definitely be a lot of repercussions for the sport if they didn't come back solely over money. But yeah, I definitely do agree. They both need to suck it up and come to an agreement. They're both going to be taking their losses financially in different areas. That much is obvious, but they've got to figure it out. They do. We've got to get the sport back and we can't have the only thing separating us from that being money. We just can't have that. It would 100% be bad for the sport, as so many of you have said, because it's the truth. Then we have my lovely girlfriend at Vic Salimo saying, I'm going to be optimistic, so I voted yes. I think it's a matter of time before they come to an agreement. It's just a matter of when. Well, yeah, it definitely is a matter of when, and as I said earlier, the clock is ticking. <laughs> it is. But I like the optimism, and even though optimism barely won in the voting results, it does seem that in the comments section for the poll, optimism has been prevalent so far. Let's keep going. Up next, we have at Leslie Teston saying yes, and we'll have a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. It's the only way to save the sport. <laughs> Well, people have been definitely pulling for that matchup for years in the World Series. That much is true. <laughs> I like it. But first, of course, we've got to get that agreement across the board between the team owners and the players union. Up next is at Marsha Nicholas, and she says, trying to look on the positive side, but I don't know what to think. But I said yes. All right, so another one airing on the side of optimism. And yeah, it's fine to not know what to think. Nothing is certain as of yet, and after hearing the constant back and forth, oh, things are going well, things are not, it's completely understandable that some people don't really know what to think about it. But until things are certain, there's really no right or wrong answers, and I do like that you erred on the side of optimism. More positivity in the replies. At Ball9Tweet says, As much as I want to say yes, I just don't see it happening. At least not yet. I think there's going to be a little more back and forth to come, unfortunately. However, since I don't know the details of the proposal, I will gladly be 100% wrong if they can come to an agreement. Well, I would love for you to be wrong too. <laughs> I really would. And yeah, time isn't exactly on their side, honestly. But I understand where you're coming from. There's been a great deal of back and forth already as it is, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's more ahead. But you are also right that this new revised proposal that's yet to come out it will come out on Tuesday. We don't know any details about it for certain. We have certain rumors and whispers, those of which, again, we'll get to later, but we don't have any concrete details on it, and maybe it could be the piece that has the two sides agree and gives us baseball back. 
But for now, we're just taking shots in the dark and taking our predictions as to whether the Tuesday revised proposal will help the two sides towards an agreement. And right now, without any certain details, there are no right or wrong answers, as I said to Marsha just before. But again, like all of those speculating that it will not result in the two sides agreeing, respectfully, I do hope you're wrong. <laughs> I do. Up next, we have at KevinYYC85, and he says, I hope so. I mean, us as fans need to see our heroes. Well, I think it would certainly help things if we saw them all again. And as some people mentioned, it would definitely help to boost morale in the country. I definitely agree with that 100%. At official52011 says, I'm hoping they'll agree. Me too, man. <laughs> Me too. At 2170 Whitehaven says, A lot of PR pressure on both sides to do this. This baseball season is a washout for salaries for players and owners' profit, but not playing is only salt in the wound. Well, yeah, no doubt. This thing has been very, very public from the start, and I've said that already and will continue to say it later, but there's been a lot of pressure from both sides, and it's been so public in the media and through public relations, as you've said. And yes, as you said, financially, it could be viewed as a washout for both sides, which means they're both going to take their losses in this. And that's 100% true, which, as you said, would result in not playing, just adding salt to the wound. And as you say, even if they don't play, they will still lose money, and plus they'll be facing other issues with people being absolutely outraged at the sport because of the fact that the only reason we're not seeing baseball is because of money, if that were to happen. And as I said before, I am convinced that if that did happen, if the only thing separating us from baseball were to be money, if they weren't to agree on a deal, people would be absolutely outraged, and that would definitely be salt to the wound, as you say, so I agree. At D Rose Kill AB says, No, I don't think it will help. Hoping I jinx it and it does help, but it really sucks that they can't come to an agreement so far for the fans. It would help a lot of people during these times. But billionaires arguing with millionaires isn't a great look, and I don't see them ever agreeing. And as I said last week, it does seem that that thought is still prevalent also, that a lot of people do view this battle as just the billionaires versus millionaires, and a lot of people in this country that are going through tough times in general are just not really in the mood to hear about that. They both view the sides as rich, greedy people, and as this guy's saying, it can be viewed as a real turnoff for a lot of citizens going through much tougher times. And you're absolutely right. Having baseball back would help people. It would put people in a better mindset day by day. Just having some sort of live sports or entertainment back in these times where people are starving for it and just miss it in the first place. But yes, that's what a lot of people view this as, the billionaires versus the millionaires. And even if not every single baseball player is a millionaire, and all of us understand that, that is just generally what people think when they think about this dispute. Just millionaires versus billionaires, and it's a real turnoff for them. And that's why, if they weren't to reach an agreement, is why I'm saying that people would be absolutely outraged if the only reason for not agreeing is money. And I stick by that feeling. And yes, as I said last week, if for nothing else, do it for the fans. I did take that stance also last week in the middle of my rant from last week's episode. Go listen back to it if you haven't already. But my mother said this in her Instagram reply to last week's poll. And I did take that stance too because us as fans, and you can't deny this, are the ones that make these people who they are anyway. We pay to go to the games, we invest our money and time into this sport, and we are a major reason, if not the reason, why these people are even where they are, especially the owners. We pay for our TV deals, tickets, parking, concessions, all of it. That's where the money comes from, us, the fans. Regardless of which side you take in this dispute, you can't deny that. You just can't. It's just the facts. 
So yeah, if they really missed out on this opportunity to bring baseball back over money, they'd really just be letting the fans down. They really would. I agree. But again, I don't want to be adopting a totally pessimistic tone about this. I do still hope, and as I've said already, but I do still hope that the revised plan that'll be presented on Tuesday will help things to take turn for a better and get these two sides on the same page with each other. At Kyle of Kingston says, baseball is back. There is no chance money stops the season. All right, I hope so. From your lips to God's ears, man. Let's do a couple more. Up next, we have at iGolfDoYou, and he says, it will probably come down to the last minute, but in the end, they will reach an agreement. There's too much money involved not to, and the popularity and reputation of the sport is at stake. The last thing MLB or MLBPA wants is to disenfranchise the American public. Well, I'm looking for something to disagree about in this comment, and I don't see anything. (laughs) I agree with everything you said, man. There's definitely too much money involved to not reach an agreement somewhere, and I do agree that the popularity and reputation of the sport is at stake. I've been saying that myself. I 100% agree. That's a good reply. Lastly, we'll do at Tim Mullen 6, and then we'll move on to Instagram. But Tim had to say, it's do or die for the 2020 season. It's time to act. A small piece is better than no piece. That's right. The time to act is now. And certainly some baseball is better than no baseball. And it's just a matter of time until people accept that they're going to be taking losses financially all over with this thing, whether they play or not. And they might as well come to an agreement and give us our baseball back. I completely agree, Tim. But that is all for Twitter today with the replies. As always, thank you all for the poll interactions on there. Again, I apologize if I didn't get to you, but always just keep trying every week in the replies as a reminder and I'll definitely get to you most weeks. I really do my best. But let's head on to Instagram before we wrap up this week's poll segment. And then, of course, after Instagram, we'll get on to our Yankees and MLB news for the day before we wrap things up. The same question applies on Instagram, of course. And the question, again, just as a reminder, is... Do you think that MLB's revised proposal that will be presented on Tuesday will help the owners and the players' union reach an agreement for baseball to start in 2020? And like it did on Twitter, and by a wider margin here on Instagram, optimism reigns supreme. 69% of people voted for yes that voted on Instagram that the revised proposal that will be released on Tuesday will help the owners and players' union reach an agreement for baseball to start again. And the remaining 31% of you who voted said no, they will never agree. So again on Instagram, and again by a wider margin, the choice of yes, the choice of optimism reigns supreme. So it would seem that this revised proposal that's coming up on Tuesday has people feeling positive about the chances coming back. You'd love to hear it. We just hope that they're right. So we'll get to the few replies we got here on Instagram. We'll start off with my good friend James Celestin from Twitter. You may know him on there as at BlackRebirth52, but here on Instagram, he's the Dark Knight 025 And James had to say, I believe so, Mike, and here's why. The NHL and the NBA are looking like they will return in July, and the pressure is on the MLB to get it done. You have to put difference aside and realize this is to uplift the country who desperately needs sports. And what better way for America's pastime to come back? So ultimately, they will get it done by June 1st. All right, James. So you think they're going to get it done within a week? And everything else that you said here, I 100% agree with. 
the NHL and the NBA coming back and working out their kinks to come back, that definitely adds some pressure. I agree with that. And it really would boost morale for the country. People, especially the sports fans, need some sort of good distraction and could really use sports back, especially baseball, which even if it's not the most popular sport in this country anymore, as we know that title goes to football now, but it is undeniably America's pastime. That'll never change as far as I'm concerned. And it would help millions if it returned. There is no doubt about that. And they do need to put their differences aside and just realize it is for that, to uplift the country and prove morale. It is for all of those things. So I couldn't agree more. And Major League Baseball, if you are looking to meet James's timeline, well, you got about a week to do it because he says that you guys will come to an agreement by June 1st. So chop, chop. <laughs> All right, we also have official 52011 who also replied on Twitter, so you're getting your second shout-out official. Thank you for commenting on both social medias for the poll. And he had to say, I hope they will agree, because time is ticking. That it is. As I said at the start of the episode, it stops for nobody. And before we move on to news, we will finish off, as always, I usually like to do this, we will finish off with my mother, who also replied, as always, on Instagram, and my mom, Julia Gina Scudero, had to say, I don't think they'd do all of this to ultimately end up with no baseball. There will be baseball. A unique type of baseball, tailor-made for the trying times we're living in. And after this unusual year of baseball, next year, all of us will never be happier for the spectacular game to return in full swing as it always has been. Can't wait for baseball this year and next. Well, I think it speaks for itself. There is no better note to end on than that, I think. So thank you, Mom, for having the poll segment end on that high note. And I definitely think we can all agree with everything you said. So that is all for this week's replies for the poll on Twitter and Instagram. And as always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to join in on the fun with this week's Yapping Yankees poll. You know I greatly appreciate all the interaction, guys. You know that. And you know the drill. If I wasn't able to get to you this week, as I said before, just keep on replying to the polls every week and I'll definitely get to your response on another poll. But unfortunately, sometimes it's not easy to get to everybody, but you know I do my best. Just keep commenting. That's all you gotta do. But let's keep it rolling here on episode 48 and get right into some Yankees news, and we're gonna start with something good right off the bat, pun intended, and that is that James Paxton has told Meredith Morakovitz on the Yes Network that he is fully healthy and ready to go when and if baseball is to be played in 2020. How about that? Obviously, some awesome news. And nobody is downplaying how awful this pandemic has been for anybody, especially for those who have lost their lives or those who have lost a loved one. But if the time off without baseball due to the pandemic has been a silver lining for anybody... It's been that for guys like Paxton or Judge, as far as sports are concerned. It's allowed them time to recover while not missing any games, when if the season were going as normal, they would be missing quite a bit of time. But as far as Paxton's concerned, since it's towards the end of May, today's the 24th obviously, and as of a few days ago, he said he's fully healthy, feeling really good and is ready to go, it's not only good news, but shows how accurate his timeline for a return was if things were going normally. They were predicting he'd return sometime in mid to late May or earliest June the latest. And it's basically right in the window of mid to late May, and he says he's ready. So it would seem they hit the nail right on the head with anticipating his timeline. So hats off to the medical professionals with those. They really hit the nail on the head. But we all know Pax has been working really hard, though, even through everything going on. He's been back in Wisconsin, as we've said in prior episodes, and he's been throwing a lot of bullpen sessions and a number of sim games too, occasionally with a hitter, and it's great news that he appears ready. And because of that, even more so now, the Yankees definitely seem damn confident in their
their decision to give him the back surgery months ago, especially after how smoothly and quickly his rehab has gone. And it all has just really seemed to have worked out, so... All seems well in the life of James Paxton, and now that makes two guys seemingly ready to go whenever, in Pax and Stanton. We said weeks ago here on this podcast already when it was reported that Stanton was ready to go, so now the both of them are set. But one person who, as we know, has had a lot of slow progress, but is slowly and surely rehabbing his way back, is Aaron Judge. Not much has changed with him since we last spoke about him last Sunday, but he's continuing to go for tests and keeping a steady go at things. He's still yet to swing a bat, and Marcus Timms, the Yankees hitting coach, says he's really eager to get going with swinging again. He hasn't swung since early March, but they're just being very careful with the stress fracture in the rib. So, like we have to be with waiting to see if baseball returns... Aaron Judge has to continue to be patient with this rehabbing process, with this damned rib stress fracture. But for now, he's at George M. Steinbrenner Field with a few other Yanks. And for those of you who want to know who else is at George M. Steinbrenner Field, it's quite a few Yankees. Stanton's also there. So is Luis Severino, who's still recovering from Tommy John surgery and still has a very long road ahead of him, obviously. Miguel Andujar's there. Mike Ford is there. DJ LeMayhew's there, Glaber Torres, Tyler Wade, and Jay Happ. So the boys are getting their work in. And that's awesome. And for Aaron Judge, he just has to remain on this course because obviously it's slow moving. We already know that from weeks past, and that seems to be the way it's going to remain until this thing is fully healed. But the primary thing is we'll just have to wait and see until Judge really picks up a bat and starts swinging because they're being very careful with that right now. And when he's able to pick up a bat and swing, that could be a major indication that he's taken a big turn for the better and we'll get a clearer picture as to when he can return maybe if and when baseball's played this year. So as far as the individual Yankee players, those are really the major updates on them. The fact that Paxton is fully ready to go and he's feeling great and Judge is just staying the course. There's nothing really major that's changed since we spoke about him last week, and I did want to give a shout-out to those Yankees right now who are in George M. Steinbrenner Field, still at the complex getting their work in, and those names are really names we haven't heard too much about since this whole thing started with the coronavirus, so I wanted to give a little shout-out to those guys who are still at the complex. But other than that brief update on the players, there is some more Yankees news having to do with something the Yankees will do as an organization if baseball's to return, and that is that the Yankees will be going back to Florida to conduct spring training at their regular spring site, which, as we know, of course, is George M. Steinbrenner Field. And, of course, that is also, assuming Major League Baseball and the Union agree on a deal for baseball to return at the end of their aggravating saga. So, as I mentioned last week, the team had a choice as to where they'd want to play for spring training, too. Which, again, that's been set to hopefully start around June 10th or mid-June in general if the league and players' union agree on a deal. But they did have a choice as to where they'd want to play spring training, too. Either in Florida or up here in New York in Yankee Stadium. Without fans, obviously. And it would seem they've chosen Florida, which would make sense both because of the situation with the virus and, well, because George M. Steinbrenner is their spring facility. But you have to assume, though, if a deal between the MLB and the MLBPA is agreed upon, that the Yanks would return to Yankee Stadium for the regular season that, again, also as we've heard, would start around the first week of July, or so we've been told. And that would obviously make the most sense. And speaking of returning to Yankee Stadium, actually, the Yanks, as well as the Mets, are able to return to Yankee Stadium and City Field, thanks to Governor Cuomo, who said he would support and assist in planning for both the Yanks and the Mets to play here in New York, again, without fans, obviously, at least to start, which actually 
perfectly segues us into MLB news, since that's what I was going to start with quickly. Along with a few other reports throughout the week that have continued to make the whole situation with the league and the MLBPA just downright exhausting. But regardless, the Cuomo statement's a good segue into MLB news, so let's discuss all of it before we end today. What a transition. (laughs) We'll start with the news I just mentioned, and that is that on Monday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said that he would assist in planning for the Yanks and the Mets to play in Yankee Stadium and City Field as normal if baseball is to return this year, so long as there would be no fans at least to start with which was to be completely expected. And that's nice. I personally don't care whether there are fans there or not, and it would be cool to see them each play in their regular stadiums, if they were to all be safe, of course. But that is, if we get baseball back. Speaking of another detail when it comes to getting baseball back, another detail of it, of course, has to do with the medical side of it. As I just said, it would be cool to see them back in their regular stadiums just so long as it's healthy and safe. Because the managerial staff and the coaches and the players especially are really going to be the ones out there playing and putting their health on the line with the virus still out there. So it's a reasonable concern, especially for the players themselves. But the medical side, as I said, is a part of it too. And I told you about the medical proposal sent from the league to the Players Association in last week's episode, but this week, as of Thursday, the players gave their input on certain aspects of the proposal that they like the league to either ease up on or increase. And again, if you want to listen back to the original proposal, the medical proposal, that is, from the league to the Players Association from last week's episode, then listen back to episode 47 from last Sunday. But here are the details on the players' union's input on the medical proposal that I told you about on last week's episode about which aspects of it they'd like to see them ease up on or which aspects they'd like for them to increase. It's all a part of the negotiating, guys, and I'm confident that both sides can iron out this aspect of the negotiations, the medical side. It's the money side that has people concerned, but here are some of the general details that the players would like at least slightly changed, and then we'll get into the in-depth details of what they asked for. So in general of things that they would like at least slightly changed, whether they'd like the league to ease up on it or increase it, is testing frequency, protocols for positive tests, in-stadium medical personnel, protections for high-risk players and family, access to pre- and post-game therapies, and sanitizing protocols. So those are the general topics of what the players would like changed at least a little bit. And according to Joel Sherman, here are the in-depth details about it. He said that he heard players were hoping, among many other things, to get the restrictions lifted on showering at stadiums, especially before going on the road, and the bans on items such as hydrotherapy pools that help with preparation and recovery. So if you heard the details of the medical proposal that I was talking about on last week's episode of Yapping Yankees, again, if you didn't hear the original medical proposal put forth from the league to the Players Union last week that I spoke about on last week's episode, go listen back to episode 47. But these are some of the things that the players would like the league to ease up on a little bit. Because if you recall, in the original medical proposal given to the players' union from the league, they said that they would only want the players to shower at their hotels if they're on the road or at home, depending on where they are, if they're on the road or if they're at home and if they're at their regular houses with their families. But more or less, they wouldn't want them showering amongst each other in the clubhouse as they usually do. Lots of players just like to get clean immediately right after the game's over, take a nice shower, and then head home. So they'd like the league to ease up on that a little bit, especially if they're headed on a road trip, as well as, as the general detail mentioned, the pre- and post-game therapies. That being things like hydrotherapy. These are things that help with preparation and recovery. 
And these are things that the league also said in the original medical proposal that they would really put a stop to for the time being, and the players would like them to ease up on this a little bit as well. They want their pre- and post-game therapies available to them, like the hydrotherapy. And these sorts of things help their bodies to recover and stay healthy. And I understand that, because if they're going to be getting tested as frequently as the league expects them to get tested, I mean, they keep on saying they would use like 10,000 tests a week, then as long as they're negative, and of course if they're careful, I don't see why these things can't be allowed. Especially come mid-late June and even further after that, maybe when we even have more information on how to be careful with the virus. But it definitely can't hurt for the players to at least ask the league if they could ease up on these certain things. That's a part of negotiating. When it comes to the things that the players would like increased, would be the volume of tests. And of course, they feel that the daily tests would be the best to allow even greater comfort and fewer restrictions within the clubhouse and the ballpark. And the question is, the only thing that keeps this in question, and we all knew this, and I've spoken about this issue many times, the question is if MLB can get these tests without depleting from what is publicly needed to make that happen. And I've said that time and time again, I am all for the players getting as many tests as they need for them to feel comfortable, because again, the players are the ones going out there and risking their health, or also possibly bringing it home to their families. So I can't blame them for wanting as many tests as possible and having them as safe as possible, but I would only be okay with that, and I've said this so many times, I would only be okay with it if you do not strip the public and the regular communities and the regular people in society of the tests that they need during this pandemic. If they could figure out a way to do this, then I'm all for it. But they're going to have to do some harder negotiating if it would only mean that they strip needed tests away from society, because that's not okay. Especially for frontline and essential workers, that just wouldn't be all right. So if they could safely do that without depleting the public of tests, then yeah, I'm for that. And it's definitely understandable why the players would ask for an increased volume in testing. So that's the deal with the medical side of things. And I'm sure they could get on the same page with this. I hope they can. It would seem the main trouble, though, which has definitely been reported on plenty, as I've been saying, is the money side of things, with the financial negotiations. And speaking of the money side, we'll get into that realm of things to finish things off today, but reports throughout the first half of the week, we'll go back to the beginning of the week, indicated that negotiations were going better than previously stated, and that it was originally being reported that things were going badly in order to put pressure on the sides to get a deal done. So it was tactical, more or less, in order to put pressure, particularly on the players. And people like Austin Hedges, who's a catcher for the Padres, for those who don't know, but people like him were coming out and saying things are not as bad as the reports say they are. So that potentially brought some hope along. And then, shortly after that, a few days ago, there was mention of MLB offering a revised economic plan on Tuesday that we've been talking about for the whole freaking show, from the proposal that I told you all about last week on last week's Yapping Yankees. And again, if you didn't hear about that proposal from last week, be sure to listen back to last week's episode of Yapping Yankees, episode 47. But when that report came out, I was like, uh, maybe that could help things along with both sides and helping them reach an agreement of some sorts. But following that, there was a report on Thursday of of tensions being high because the Players Association was reportedly livid over an email leak having to do with the negotiations in the wage fight between the two sides because the Players Union felt the leaks were having MLB make the players look bad throughout these negotiations, painting the players and the Players Union in a bad light over the whole prior agreement with the prorated salaries, and then the owners moving away from that to the 50-50 revenue split proposal, which as you guys know from last week, the players were not on on board with. 
And it discusses how the owners told them from the start of all of this about how they could walk back on their prorated salary agreement if they found they'd lose too much money without fans in attendance. And at this point, you're thinking this is just a mess, okay? It's as simple as that. You're just thinking this is a disaster. So after you're already tired about hearing the back and forth between both sides in this very public battle, as so many people have said, it has been very public, you are probably asking yourself, well, then what's the real deal? Who do I listen to? to. Are things going well or are they going badly? Is this still part of the so-called negotiation tactic that they were saying the original negative reporting was based on? Or is this real tension? Or are things going better as Hedges and some MLB officials have said? Or were things going well at first despite the negative reports and then started going badly after the union was apparently livid over the information leaks? And then John Heyman puts out a tweet yesterday saying that he's hearing more optimism from both sides and they realize they'll each lose money and they can't have money be the only thing standing in the way of baseball. Bottom line, this has become exhausting to follow and discuss. I think at that point, I think that much was fair to say. And I think that still holds water even right now, here on Sunday, May 24th. It's just been a lot to keep up with and absolutely exhausting to listen to. It really has been. I don't know how many of you feel the exact same way as me with that, but that's how I feel. And the worst part, I think, other than the fact that they're disagreeing with each other constantly, that's obviously the worst thing, but the other worst thing is how public it's been. The media, the PR, just how public everything has been, as so many other people have said. Regardless of how tactical it is, or which side wants to paint which in a bad light, or who's putting pressure on who, between not knowing which reports to listen to, and hearing the back and forth between the two sides, who throughout this whole thing up to this weekend, really, had sounded like hundreds of screams toddlers fighting over toys in the middle of Times Square, it's been exhausting, especially in these times. And I'm not trying to insult or offend anybody. I know that they're arguing over things that are important to them, which of course is money. That much has been made abundantly clear. But to us fans, that's what it sounds like. And when it comes to these conflicting reports, it's enough to drive you crazy. Not to mention all the regular crap millions are having to deal with every day as it is right now. With conflicting reports though, it's like all the reports on the coronavirus, the experts telling us one thing and then hearing contradicting reports later on almost immediately after. It's all enough to make you crazy after how difficult everything has been in general for the last almost three months already. And of course I know with the situation with the virus, it's because people are finding out new things every day. I know, I'm not dumb, okay? But it can be frustrating nonetheless. All together though, it's just to the point where you say, you know what, just tell me the ultimate answer or the answers you're certain of at the end of it all. Because hearing the back and forth of information along the way, you just don't know who or what to listen to. To the point where you just throw your hands up and say, I'm just going to tune all of it out. But back to the baseball side of things specifically. When it comes to baseball, I'll just say this much. I really hope this revised proposal in a couple of days has the league, or the owners I should say, and the players union compromise, get on the same page, and just agree. I truly do hope that these revised details offer all of that, and we can get baseball back, even if it's for the unique and different season we know it will be. I said it last week and I'll say it again. It's been made abundantly clear that regardless of what happens, whether there's no baseball this year or if there is baseball this year, both the owners and players are going to have to take their losses financially, regardless. And if baseball is to be played, if both sides come to an agreement because of everything going on and no fans being in attendance, both sides are going to have to take their losses and bite the bullet in certain ways financially. 
Again, what I'm trying to say is that both sides are losing money regardless, but I do pray we get some sort of baseball. As people said in the polls, for the sake of boosting morale in the country, having the owners and players on the same page in general for the sake of the game as a whole, especially for the collective bargaining agreement matters coming up in the future, and for the love of God, just having our beloved game back. And from the standpoint of the game itself, something else I also said last week that I'll repeat now. If all of the health concerns are figured out, and they agree on the medical side of things, and everything else is agreed upon on both sides, the format of this unique season is figured out, the medical side is figured out, and the only thing keeping us from baseball is money, it's going to be a bad look. As I said earlier, I know Manfred and others have said they're confident both sides will come to an understanding and baseball will be played, and yesterday and early today, reports have sounded more optimistic about the two sides coming to an agreement. But if it's not played, it won't be good. At all. Especially with other sports like golf, UFC, and soccer in some places having come back already. And the NBA and NHL working through their stages of coming back. If they're all playing and baseball isn't, only because of money... It would just be very bad. I said this last week and I'm repeating it this week. No two ways about it. These have been my thoughts about it from the start. If baseball thought they had problems getting people to watch baseball before, imagine the problems they'll have afterwards from people being disgusted with both players and owners, many of which are, to put it mildly, significantly better off financially in general than most other people, especially those who are out of work right now struggling to even get by. I'm telling you, certain people will just be really turned off to the sport at that point, and they will lose fans. And as I said earlier, I know this because I've spoken to countless amounts of people who feel this way. So if they don't play, they'll find themselves with even more problems in this aspect. Now, before we end, there are whispers about what this revised plan on Tuesday will entail. I'm not going to end today with that being such a big discussion of the show and then not even talk about it. But there are whispers about what this revised plan on Tuesday could entail. And we'll find out soon enough about it for sure because Tuesday is only a couple of days away. But more or less, the rumor is that players will receive their prorated salaries based on the number of games played which, as we know, is what was originally agreed upon by the two sides, and a certain amount of money would be deferred to future years in order to help reduce the owner's expenses for 2020. So it's more or less just receiving the money in a delayed way. It would be put off to future years just to reduce the expenses for now, in 2020. Again, these are rumors, whispers, but if this is ultimately what's best for both sides, and if it gets them on the same page and they both compromise with this for the sake of the game, of course I would be all for it. Just get baseball back. But whether or not this is the proposal we hear on Tuesday is yet to be seen. This is an important week in front of us, people. It could be the final determination with June just around the corner in finally and ultimately telling us whether or not we will have Major League Baseball in 2020. But I will be right here next Sunday, as always, to discuss all of it on episode 49. That, I can tell you. So, as we've been saying every week on Yapping Yankees, 
patience, and we'll see if that new revised proposal will be the one to get us our beautiful sport back at some capacity. And I will leave you with that thought, because as for now, that is all for episode 48 of Yapping Yankees today. And before we get to shouting out Team Left Jab and Grunt Talks MLB, I want to put one more reminder out there for the Instagram Live that I will be doing in honor of Yapping Yankees episode 50, which will take place on Sunday, June 7th. That will be when episode 50 happens. But the Instagram Live in honor of episode 50 will be taking place on my Instagram. Be sure to go follow me there at MikeScuds97. That'll be taking place on my Instagram on Friday, June 5th at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a last, guys. It'll be a free-for-all live Q&A Instagram live stream. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to be there. Friday, June 5th at 6 p.m. Eastern on my Instagram. And I'll be sure to remind you guys of this again in the beginning and end of next week's episode, episode 49, and I'll continue to post constant reminders on all of my social medias as well. But for now, let's give our final shoutouts of the day to Team Left Jab and Grunt Talks MLB. Team Left Jab features Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms at Team Left Jab, and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it, the list goes on, guys. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout-out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Be sure to visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com, to see all of their baseball content and go to the podcast section to see where they feature Yapping Yankees. Be sure to also follow the man behind the website, Darren on Twitter, at YankeesReport28. Special thanks to Darren and Grunt Talks MLB for joining in on the growth of Yapping Yankees. And also, as I've been doing at the end of each show for many, many weeks now, primarily since everything with COVID-19 began, I want to give one last shout out to all of those fighting this virus on the front lines, selflessly, bravely, and tirelessly doing all they can to rid us of COVID-19. Doctors, nurses, first responders, police officers, the fire department, all healthcare workers, and so on. I want to extend my gratitude to all of you for your efforts at all times, but especially in these times, and also to all of the other essential businesses also helping regular people get by in these tough times every single day. So many people in these times have just done a lot of good work, and you all deserve to be recognized. Don't forget, guys, also to follow me on all social medias. You can find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You can find me on Twitter, which is definitely the social media app I am most disgustingly active on, at Mike Scudero. And be sure to follow me on Instagram, especially for that Instagram Live Q&A on the 5th, at Mike Scuds. 97. And I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do every week to you, the listener. Whether you just listen, give feedback on the show, vote or reply in the polls, interact with me personally about the Yankees, support me in the podcast and show love on social media, whatever it is you do to show your love and support, I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your believing in me every single day. Thank you so much. I do hope that you SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify listeners enjoyed as always, as well as you YouTubers out there. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel and listen to the past Yapping Yankees episodes. Episodes 34 all the way up to this one, episode 48, are available on YouTube, and episodes 33 all the way back to episode 1 are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I am Mike 
Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, May 31st, the final day of May. I can't believe it. When I come at you with episode 49 of Yapping Yankees. And until next Sunday, hang in there, be patient, stay safe, look out for your loved ones, and as I've also been saying, do not be a moron. (laughs) And also, tomorrow is Memorial Day, can't forget about that of course. This really is the main weekend to remind people that summer is right around the corner, it is upon us. So with that being said, enjoy the day outside tomorrow, if it's a nice weather day by you tomorrow. Be safe, and definitely be sure to remember all of those who have given their lives in service of this country. It's always so important to remember those people, guys, and tomorrow reminds us of that. So say a prayer for them or just keep them in your thoughts. Nevertheless, have a good week, guys, and I will talk to you next Sunday, when hopefully we'll have some good baseball news to discuss as far as the future of baseball is concerned, after the revised proposal comes out on Tuesday. Hopefully. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm out of here. Take care.